first of all, one of the cool things about Sabbath and why it is awesome, and people do this thing, um, I think, in liberal Christianity, when it comes to the Sabbath, it's like it doesn't matter what day the Sabbath is as long as you have a Sabbath. And so we have this kind of perpetuated system where we go like, oh, it doesn't really matter that it's the Sabbath day that it takes place on. It's like any day can be the Sabbath. And I think that's true to a degree. I think there can be a kind of element of flexibility within the society we live in, the age we live in, to have a Sabbath be a different day. But I think from a biblical standpoint and from what the Bible teaches is it has to have the same rhythm. The Sabbath is about rhythm. So it's not necessarily about it being exclusively on a Saturday. But if Tuesday is your Sabbath, then the idea of Sabbath is to desperately fight to keep it every six days Sabbath, every six days Sabbath. So there's a, that is the whole point of Sabbath. So we come in a situation in a position where it's quite difficult with work and with our jobs to for religious grounds to get that time off, to be able to have that day of rest, to protect it. But if we can, I think it's a really important thing for us to state that as a Christian, I really believe I need to have a Sabbath and it needs to have every six days. And that might complicate rotors, that might make things difficult, but I think we should try and ask for that and try and aim for that. Um, But it's not always possible and that's just the world we kind of live in, that this isn't (coughs) revered or respected. So for some of us, we may end up being in a situation where we have to do it when we can and find one day a week and just guard it but ideally we need to be aiming to try and have that six days and then a day regardless of which day it happens um, to fall on it is a really really important thing now the reason for that and the reason why it is that rhythmic it's the rhythm of life is because a number of things there are three things within a sabbath there's closure there's celebration and there's anticipation So with closure, you finish your week, and for the first part of your Sabbath, you can reflect and bring that week completely to a close on the Sabbath. Now, the reason this is important and why this actually matters is within our society, we have high levels of anxiety, fear, apprehension, and worry. And so what we do with Sabbath is we bring that week to a close. That week is tied up and done. There are things in our lives, issues we face, challenges that happen that are long ongoing. But on the Sabbath, the idea is to cut off to close them down, like you do with the new year. Every new year, it gets to New Year's Eve, and we're all together, everyone's having a great time, everyone's remembering the year, celebrating the things that happened within the year, and then everyone's looking ahead. Now, the Sabbath is New Year's every six days. So every six days, you celebrate that week that's taken place, you rejoice in it, the things that you didn't like so much, you bring them to a close, you have closure of those things, mentally, psychologically, within your head, within your heart, And then you celebrate the achievements. You celebrate what's happened. And then after you celebrate that, you look forward in anticipation. So it's three things that really make up a Sabbath. So what we need to do as Christians is we need to find time within this day to think about the past week, to reflect on it. One of the biggest hazards is this constant form of anxiety. I was chatting yesterday at this party Jody and I were at with a guy who's a scientist. He's a really cool guy, and he was talking about some of the work his dad does. His dad now coaches various different businesses about how to work, how to function. And so he coaches people like how to do their work, what to do, how to do things. And one of the things that he's coached people in doing is he says that you should take things, take um, whatever you're working on, even if it's a big long-term project, you take it, And you don't just chip away at the big thing that's going to take ages. You break it into segments. So this will be done in one hour. This will be done in a day. This will be done in this. And so he chops all these things down so that at the end of each thing you have closure, which is what Sabbath is about. Sabbath is about closure. 
the week happens, it comes to an end. There's not this constant stress, anxiety running in the background because the way our brains work is if we don't have closure of something, those things just stay in our brain and it wears away at our body physically, mentally, spiritually and emotionally. And so the reason that God puts a day for every six days to have this rhythm is that we come to an end, the loose ends are tied up, even if those things are going to start again, we close them down, we celebrate the achievement, we celebrate the goodness, we relax, we rejoice, because Sabbath is to cease, to cease with the stress and the pain, the anxiety, to celebrate God's goodness and provision, and then to look forward in anticipation to the provision he's going to have to solve the problems that still linger. So towards the end of the Sabbath, we're looking ahead at the next week and excited about God's provision. Now, last week when we looked at a particular story about Sabbath, what we saw was we saw a people who come out of slavery that didn't have water. God provided water for them, and they drank. Then they all moaned. We don't have any food. God provided food for them. So they then brought the institution and the teaching of Sabbath at a moment when God had provided for their thirst and God had provided for their hunger. And then they were rested, and they, they said, don't work, don't go gathering food. Rest in the provision of your God. You don't need to worry about these issues. God will provide the solution for these issues. Rest in his provision. And so this is what Sabbath was, and this is what it's about. This is a God who loves us, who cares for us, for our mental health, our spiritual health. One of the things in the passages that Marvin read, as we all looked at different passages today to read through, was he looked at a passage which was talking about um, their slavery, reminding them, this came out when I brought you out of slavery. And so you are to act in this way. And so he knew these people and he knew the way the mind works. Like, yeah, we need to have a Sabbath. We're important. We're God's people. But then he says, your slaves need to have a Sabbath. So today's word, your employees need to have a Sabbath. It's not just like you take Sabbath off. You're really, really successful. So you get your employees to do all the work that you should do on a Sabbath day. He goes, no, no, no. You enjoy a Sabbath, but you need to make sure that those under your influence, under your levels that you're paying and you're hiring, they have a Sabbath. And now the reason why that is revolutionary is because although they use the language of slave, giving someone the same freedom as yourself doesn't make them a slave, it makes them an equal. So this passage, although it uses the terminology they understand within their context and their society, it's not the same thing. Because he then goes there and remember, you were slaves in Egypt. So he says in the Sabbath... It's a leveler. It's a leveler. Regardless of how influential you are, how powerful you are, how awesome you are, how famous you are, it's a leveler. You don't then take someone who's more vulnerable than you and use them so you can still do what you want to do on the Sabbath. You acknowledge the humanity in them. You acknowledge the God in them, as in the likeness that God created us and that we're in his image. You acknowledge that and you say, you are valuable. You have rest. I have rest. Sabbath is a day where all are equal. In our society, in a capitalist Western mindset, the pursuit, the pursuit to get ahead all the time, never wanting to switch off, Sabbath says we all close down, we are all equal, none of us work, we all trust in God's provision, we bring the week to a close, we celebrate in his goodness, and we look forward with anticipation. Now, in our society and in our context, one of the biggest causes of anxiety is the continuity, the lack of any break, the lack of any cutoff point. Now, the reason for that is because of hyperconnectivity. So you and I will be checking our emails, we'll check our work emails, we'll see messages, people will text us on our phone, send us a message about the week ahead. So even when we bring everything to a close and we try to have a rest, we try to have a break, people will contact us about what is to come. 
And so then we never really switch off. We never really have the closure. We never really have time to celebrate. And we're left in a constant state of looking forward the whole time without the other two elements. And that is a huge problem within our society. So Jody was reading Mark 2, and we're going to look at Mark 2 um, today. And then he goes on, verse 23. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read of what David did when he was in need and was hungry? And those who were with him, he entered the house of God in the time of Abatha the high priest and ate the bread of, the, of presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Jesus is saying he's Lord of the Sabbath. Why is he Lord of the Sabbath? Because he is the rest that we enter into. Jesus is the rest that we trust upon. That it's through Jesus we can have an eternal Sabbath. That's what eternity is. So Sabbath isn't just ceasing, it's celebration, it's delight. It's at peace. It's ceasing of pain and entering into joy and transitioning into like all the goodness that kind of God has for us. So in this passage when it says, so the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath, this isn't Jesus overseeing Sabbath and saying, bun Sabbath man, Sabbath is waste, Sabbath Sabbath isn't precious. Now Christians always use this and when you talk about Sabbath and if you try and talk about having to observe Sabbath, about putting it as a priority in your Christian spiritual life, people straight away go, the Sabbath made for man, not man made for the Sabbath. Eh, Jesus law of the Sabbath, Eh, don't have to observe it. It's like, that's not what Jesus is saying, Jesus is Sabbath. Jesus isn't saying Sabbath isn't valuable. Jesus isn't saying that Sabbath isn't necessary. Jesus isn't saying those things. He's saying you guys don't understand what Sabbath is about. Sabbath is about ceasing and resting. Sabbath is about provision and God's provision. It's not about the, the, this, this nitpicketing sense. It's about entering into the goodness of what God has for us. And if we were going to look and take this instance with the issues we face in a Western context... We're not going to be talking about food because as a whole, even if you're so poor in this country, food is an issue. There are food banks everywhere. The only bank that David Cameron doesn't like. They're everywhere. They're available. Food is available for us. That isn't the issue we face. But we face an issue of loneliness more than ever before. We face issues of anxiety more than ever before. We face issues of fear more than ever before. And why is that? It's because we don't observe a Sabbath. We don't bring the week to a close. We don't celebrate in the goodness. We don't look ahead with optimism at the provision that God has had for us. And so here, if we were going to read this in a particular way, and if we're going to look at what the root cause for being alone, having anxiety and fear constantly is, it's probably a thing called hyperconnectivity. It's probably the fact that we're so addicted to social media. It's probably the fact that we don't switch off from work because an email will come in about the next problem. And so even on the day when we're off, We're thinking anxiously about what we have to solve before we even get to the office in the workplace. It's because a friend has said something, or, oh, I need to see if this is happening, see if that's happening, and we're constantly connecting to something for no reason and keeping this anxiety and not ceasing to do rest, not ceasing to enter into God's joy, not ceasing to to do the things we need to do to enter into the rest that God has for us. So if we were going to read this, if Jesus was here and now, if Jesus was going to speak to us about Sabbath this morning, he'd probably take an old quote and he'd probably say this, tech was made for man, not man was made for tech. That's what Jesus would say this morning. And he'd say, I am Lord. I'm Lord over this. And that technology was made for you. You made technology for you. 
But at the moment, technology is owning you. And you've got it twisted. You've got it wrong. And if we're going to enter into the joy of our Lord, if we're going to have closure on our week, if we're going to celebrate the goodness of God, if we're going to live lives where we take God's law seriously, where we take his instruction seriously, if we want to live in the promises that Jesus has for us, we have to switch off. We have to have Sabbath. I've heard too many Christians reading this verse, using this passage to live a lawless life that doesn't honor God's law. God's law and his instruction is still good. Jesus didn't come to take away from it. And when he says he's Lord of the Sabbath, he's saying, I am the definition of rest. I know what rest is about. Don't abuse Sabbath to hold people down. Don't abuse Sabbath to oppress them because you're not allowing them to enter into the rest by nitpicking over these stupid things. He is not saying that Sabbath isn't valuable. And I want to encourage us that in the age that we live in, more than ever, Sabbath is needed. When they instructed Sabbath and when Jesus taught on Sabbath in in this conversation, because this conversation is teaching. In their day, the way that a disciple would learn would be by disagreeing with his rabbi, his teacher. So as they're pressing Jesus, they're pressing to find him out, to catch him out. But it's also the medium they used for learning. So this is a classic example of Jesus teaching on the Sabbath. But even if we go back and we look consistently throughout all of the Bible. I had to read um, the passage Numbers 15, which is a really difficult passage to read, 32 to 36. About a guy who's picking up sticks on the Sabbath. And Moses is like, no, duppy this you. He's got to die. Like we can't have this attitude spreading that Sabbath isn't important. We can't have this thing where rest doesn't take place. We can't have this thing where we keep living in a slavery mentality. We have to live in freedom. We have to be different. We can't hold these values anymore. And so Moses, on the one hand, says this is a really precious thing that needs to be defended and we need to fight to preserve it. Jesus here isn't caving away, throwing it away. He's saying that I am the rest that you enter into. I am that freedom. And he is because he paid for their deliverance in Egypt. He pays for our deliverance from the evil one still today. And so I want us to start to really think about Sabbath seriously, but to think about it not just from the typical historical standpoint, but the, the issues we face here and now can be solved by Sabbath. The anxiety we feel, the loneliness we feel, and the fear we feel. And I want to encourage us today, not as a legalistic thing, but as something we seriously need to think about as an instruction for God, that I believe this morning at City Hill, God is saying something that will set us free, that will bring joy and rest to our lives, that tech was made for man, not man made for tech. And we need to not live our lives struggling for the like, struggling for the share, struggling for the retweet, struggling for the follow, that we live our lives trusting in God, Resting in him, bringing the week to a close, cutting off from social media when we decide that day is a Sabbath day. We don't do that. We, 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 we stay back. We don't bite and get caught on a fishing line and enslaved and ensnared to it. But we have that time to switch off. Um, I'm going to pray for us. And that's it for today. Lord God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that your word doesn't just speak there and then in their context, but it speaks to us here and now in ours. Lord God, we desperately need to enter into your rest. We desperately need to enter into your joy. And we pray, Father God, that as we learn and explore about Sabbath, you would teach to us, you would impart to us your goodness, that your instruction to us would bring us life, bring us joy, bring us peace, that we would know what rest is really all about. Come and be with us. Come and speak to us, Lord God. Come and transform us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Next week is the final part of Sabbath. The best thing about next week is we'll be working... um, Uh, collaboratively together we're going to be exploring 
We're going to look at it like a modular kind of business model. We're going to look at the different elements and functions that we all believe could be a part of Sabbath. We're going to list them all and we're going to start to explore and set our own Sabbath. So as we put all the modules of what Sabbath is, collaboratively, each one of us will walk away with what we want our Sabbath day to look like or a couple of different options because Sabbath doesn't have to be the same every week. But there are elements of what makes a good Sabbath, what makes a bad Sabbath. So for some of us, it might be wine tasting. It might be mm, just sitting back, relaxing in that. Others, it might be a really good steak. It might be a really good steak. I need to tuck into this. Some of us, it might be, you know what, man, I just need to sit and read a good book. Some of us, it might be, I need to just, in the summertime, chill. See, summer, seasons change it. I need to be out in that sun, feeling that vitamin D hitting my body. I need that refreshment. For some of us, it might be, oh, man, I need to go swimming. I need to sit in a sauna Sunday. It could be all different kinds of things. And we're going to list those. We're going to look at them because if this series is just a thing where we hear and none of us start to respect and honor Sabbath and fight for its survival in our lives and to protect it, and if none of us are creative in how we express it, then this series will be the biggest waste of time in my life. And I don't believe it's a waste of time. I believe it's something that will enhance every one of us and that we'll live refreshed and invigorated for our week ahead. We'll be better in business. We'll be better in our relationships. We'll be better in our friendships. We'll be better in our spirit. We won't be as tired as we are because Jesus is our rest. He's our Sabbath. Amen.